0: Welcome to the sixth episode of Small Talk with Big Chung. Sorry about the hiatus there, but we're back. And today we're talking about none other than the recent takeover of the Taliban in Afghanistan. With me to discuss this pressing matter that we have no control over are two um, returning guests, Nehru Bhakt. Hi. And significantly, Ziaul Thug is also back.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: Mm -hmm. I think um, both their uh, comments will be very insightful today, uh, especially Zial Thug, since although we're not going to disclose her location, obviously, she does have information about, you know, uh, how things are going near the border of Pakistan and Afghanistan. And so let's start with that, too. What was it like in the late latter weeks of the um, recent Taliban offensive against the Afghan government and eventual collapse of the government living next to the border? What did you, I mean... What was the general atmosphere like that they all so
1: basically well you know the people that are living near the border right a lot of them sympathize with the taliban but then they also suffer from the consequences of the presence of taliban in afghanistan so i think um, most people were actually on the side of the taliban and they were low-key sort of celebrating Um, the gains made by Taliban in Afghanistan, but at the same time, um, since Taliban hadn't really, uh, you know, got to Kabul yet, and so I don't think it had any significant effects, um, like any concrete effects on this side of the border, apart from maybe some people celebrating that the Taliban were um, uh... making gains in Afghanistan.
0: Why were people celebrating if the war was actively interfering in their daily life? Was it more so because of um, the extreme Islamist elements the Taliban stands for? Was it because of Pashtun sentiments? What, what was it?
1: Well, I think it's first of all, it's Pashtun nationalism because Taliban has used um, the whole issue around the Durand line to gain support from Pashtuns. And then secondly, because a lot of um, Taliban fighters have been... Um, living among the locals and their seminaries and madrasas have been radicalizing the locals it's not like every person is a religious a religious fundamentalist but their sort of ideological influence has resulted in people becoming people happening to have the sort of religious and political views that coincide with the talibans and so they end up um, sympathizing with them so yeah
0: so it's it's a known fact that the Pak—I mean, Pakistan harbors Taliban sympathizers and yeah. is also helping in the radicalization.
1: Yes, yeah. Like the seminaries, the madrasas—it's the kind of thing that you see in your daily life. There's a town, Kuchla, where it's—it's um, it's like an undisputable fact that it is a Taliban hotspot. That Taliban fighters are treated in the hospitals there. That uh, the seminaries. Are radicalizing locals and uh, immigrants uh, in this town, and then these people go and fight in Afghanistan. And um, Taliban, um, when Taliban fighters die, their uh, you know funeral prayers take place in uh, in the border towns uh, in Pakistan.
2: Okay. Is there any sort of opposition uh, in these towns? Like, is there any? ideological schools or ideological leaders who stand up against all this extremist harboring?
1: Not really, because, you know, uh, it's not like, because they come packaged as your um, clerics, as your religious leaders, and religious leaders have a very important part to play in your uh, village life, right? So because of this, um, people don't really stand up to them that much. They're influenced what, by them uh, like to an extreme amount, but there's no sort sort of like ideology. No there's no opposition to these, um to the influence of the Taliban in these times.
0: What about the government and the military? What are their perceptions of the Taliban? Do they not fear any rising Pashtun nationalist sentiments within Pakistan because of the Taliban?
1: Um, they do actually. Um, like they don't openly condemn the Taliban, like sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, for example. Um, So there's this uh, Pakistani version of the Taliban, right, TTP, Hmm. which is a group of the Afghan Taliban. So the TTP has um, waged a sort of war against the Pakistani state. And so because of this in Pakistan, they are considered to be like the root of all our problems that we have with extremism and things. But then Afghan Taliban is sort of um, a separation is created between TTP and then the Afghan Taliban. And so they say that the Afghan Taliban are useful to us and while the TTP are not. And therefore, when we say we support Taliban, we are actually supporting Afghan Taliban and not the TTP.
0: You know what's significant? I mean, this is, this has been a long time coming, right? Ever since the Doha agreement from last year. I mean, people are blaming Biden for this specifically, which is, I mean, rightfully so, of course, but Trump has no right to take, you know, credit for this, like I told you. So he's the one who, you know, signed the Doha agreement with the Taliban in the first place of complete US withdrawal within 14 months. But um, I and of, of course, India was also signatory there, and India was among the countries that um, met with Taliban officials just a few days before the fall of Kabul. But um, what's significant here is that all these countries uh, said that they won't recognize any regime that takes over by military force. But the thing is, um, Ashraf Ghani fled the country, and the Taliban just sort of walked in and took power. So there was, it was, I mean, a bloodless coup of sorts. But then again, he says the reason he fled was to prevent bloodshed. So they've sort of placed themselves in this conundrum or loophole, but almost intentionally so. So they have this excuse of recognizing the Taliban in the future without um, being outright like hypocritical. Zia Ulta, what do you think? Um, first, I think, I mean, honestly, I don't think Pakistan recognizing the Taliban is such a... Uh, a far-fetched idea since Pakistan was one of the only three countries, along with the uh, UAE and Saudi Arabia, to recognize the original Taliban uh, rule over Afghanistan from 1996 to th- 2001. Um, how long do you think it will be until the Pakistani government actually recognizes the new um, rulers of Afghanistan? And what do you think the major public reaction will be? Of course, I mean, from what you've said so far, it has been um, overwhelmingly pro-Taliban.
1: Um, yes, I think that it would not be very long before Pakistan recognizes this Taliban regime. Um, because, you know, the day that Kabul fell, Iran um, Khan said that Afghanistan had been freed from the shackles of slavery, right? So obviously, his government is completely in favor of um, the Afghan Taliban. And then it's not like a new thing. That for very long Pakistani um, state officials have always been in um, in favor of the Taliban. For example, there was this guy called Durani and he was uh, he sort of led the ISI in the 1990s when the Taliban was on the rise and he said that the problem is that Taliban do not intend to influence Pakistan ideologically. That is that Pakistan, uh, Taliban do not intend to um, introduce their brand of extremism in Pakistan. And he said this was a problem because essentially the kind of discourse on like religion and politics that you see in Pakistan is that we, act, we agree with the Taliban in theory, we just don't like um, their method. We don't want to um, blow people up and we don't want to kill children in schools. But apart from that, we agree with the Taliban. So yes, um, it would not be very surprising when it's it's not about if it's about when when Pakistan recognizes the Taliban regime.
0: Do you think there's going to be pushback back from the PMLN or the PPP?
1: It's like the masses uh, generally agree with what the Taliban are doing. I mean, they like like I said, there's like a theoretical agreement, right? So there might be PPP and PMLN. Might oppose uh, recognizing the Taliban regime if there was a sort of potential for uh, garnering mass support for such a uh, such a position, but I don't think that they stand mu- like they would gain much from uh, opposing the Afghan Taliban because, right, like I said, the masses would not get behind them. So I don't think. No, I don't think that, would
2: push that Yeah, I had a question. Uh, you said that um, Pakistan agrees with them in theory, but not in practice. And you said you're against all the violent stuff that they do. Uh, but what is there, like what is an example of something that Pakistan would agree with them on?
1: They would agree with them uh, on the fact that, you know, Sharia should be imposed, that um, Islamic law should be the sole uh, sort of guidance when uh, uh, passing legislation like that type of thing like they don't want a single government.
2: So would that include uh, some of their uh, practices just uh, cutting hands of thieves and uh, uh, the guardianship laws on women and all that stuff would that that be something Pakistan would agree as well
1: Well, that's not something that anybody is like explicitly advocated for but it it is implied in their support for sharia because all of this is included it's not very flexible i'm saying that not like anybody in pakistan would allow this like the masses yes they're all for sharia but they're not going to go that far Um, okay so like
2: they have their limits
1: yes
0: Hmm. you know i mean this is a complete win for I mean, I wouldn't say a win for Pakistan in the long run. Who knows what's going to happen in terms of influences of nationalism and ideology. But at least for now, um, Afghanistan has been cut off as an Indian ally, which is definitely a win for Pakistan and China. But um, before before we move on, I just wanted to tell, I mean, send this out to our listeners. There are a lot of posts about helping Afghanistan floating around. And I know so many of us are, feeling so helpless and um, just frustrated with not being able to do anything. But that's that's just the hard reality of the matter. I mean, um, the, sure, there's methods to send aid or uh, through NGOs or whatnot. But I mean, in the long run, it's over. The Taliban has won. We can't really do anything about it as regular citizens, right? And But however, this hasn't stopped many people from propagating false information or half-truths under some ideological lens only for you to you know give them clout in effort to while you're thinking you're helping afghanistan and you're actually just helping you might be helping a right-wing troll i'll give you an example there are so many posts on instagram that just start with this i am begging you to repost um story yeah. right and uh, i yeah. saw <laughs> i saw a post recently that said, that started with if you're not in afghanistan right now i am begging you to repost this and if you look at the profile, it's from an American Sanghi, right? Um, probably one of the worst people on the planet to talk about Afghanistan, and certainly not someone yeah. who is even in South Asia to begin with. So, um, although the post starts with something that makes it look like it's coming from an Afghan, but it's not. And uh, it was only talking about like uh, Hindu and Sikh minorities and how they're suffering under the Taliban, which is true, right? It's true right? But at the end of the day, yeah, if you look at his 100%. other post, it only fits into the whole Hindu khathre hai message. And, um, well, it's not, yeah. I mean, it's not just the Hindu and Sikh minorities that are suffering under Taliban rule. I mean, he didn't even mention women once, but, um, or the Hazara. yeah, I mean, the list of enemies of the Taliban are, <laughs> is, is way beyond these two religious minorities, right? But the the person obviously does not give a shit. And when you share posts like this, you might feel relieved that you've said something about this matter, right? You've told your followers, oh, look at me. I I'm aware of what's happening in Afghanistan. And I'm sharing this information right now with you um, because, you know, it both proves to me that I, I am aware about this and I'm not apolitical and it proves to you that I mean, the same thing, right. And I'm in the loop. But at the end of the day, all you're doing is helping that one guy get cloud for his account and whose next post will be about, you know, how, how Rihanna and Congress yeah. like um, merged together to create Pegasus and trap Modi because Hindu khathre mein, right? So, I'm, so all I'm saying yeah. is, yeah, please don't take this as a message against um, armchair activism or don't take, take, take this as a message against like sharing petitions or whatnot, right? It isn't. Just please, whatever you're sharing or reposting, could you please go through the profile once. Please make sure you're not um, spreading, uh, you're not giving clout to an account that you uh, might regret later on or call out, in fact. <laughs> um, but besides that tangent, uh, Nehruphak, do you have any more questions for Zia Ulthak? Uh, Zia Ulthak, do you have anything else to share about the Taliban and um, their relationship with Afghanistan? Um, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I can't think of
1: anything except that I saw a petition to um, ask Taliban to leave on Instagram. That was a very optimistic move on the part of somebody, I don't know.
0: Oh, right, the change.org thing, funny. just Taliban please stop.
1: Yeah, yeah that.
0: I mean, We're all helpless at the end of the day. This is a shit show, but people yeah. do what they a want. A small
1: to the chance is still a chance.
0: Let's cancel the Taliban. <laughs>
2: yeah, 100%.
0: I mean, yeah, we
2: I we cancel them every day, but uh, what's it called? Um, what is So, uh, would you say this is for a Thug? Um, mm-hmm. uh, apart from the border towns or uh the semi-urban or rural areas in Pakistan, would you say that people living in cities like Islamabad and Karachi or Lahore, uh, uh especially the youth of those areas, would they be more against this group or are they more pro that group?
1: i think they'd be more against like if you ask me about the youth um the older okay, generation and what about are like the very conservative and they tend to what? like they don't have it in them to um oppose anything remotely islamic so they end up um sympathizing with the taliban like the wait even the youth not the youth not the youth. like
2: okay so like the older generation
1: yeah
2: okay Understand, and would that include uh, women?
1: And like, there's one thing that in 2015 there was an attack on a school in Peshawar, uh, in which 143 children died. And Bacha which, Khan which, School, right? No, 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 army public. Uh, ah, okay, yeah, so this shook everybody, right? And this, uh, and the perpetrators of the attack were the um, Pakistani Taliban, and this was a sort of a breaking point where explicit Taliban apology, especially for the Pakistani Taliban, became like impossible. Where the nation as a whole realized that okay, we cannot make a distinction between bad and good Taliban or Taliban. All Taliban are bad but it looks like people are forgetting that thing. Like they for- they once again, like I said, they're compartmentalizing TTP and they're pretending that TTP is very different from the Afghan Taliban. And so like right now, it feels like we've once again forgotten all the lessons that were learned in 2015 and people are once again beginning to um, support like religious extremist groups in general, but yeah, the Taliban.
0: Hmm. Good. Do you um do you feel like uh the Taliban is seen as this brother in the um Islamic world by much of Pakistan?
1: Um, like a what? Like you a know? like a
0: brother in the Islamic world, right? I mean, countries that advocate Islam oh, right. 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 And, all and all right.
1: By by the population? Yeah, the I people, mean right? by
0: the population, by ideologues, by people who I mean. I mean, just Pakistani ideology, does it align more or less with what the Taliban stands for?
1: Yes, it does. Your like, uh, mainstream religious parties congratulated the Taliban on their wins. So that's it. Um Yeah, yeah, it does. Like mm-hmm. I said, um, oh, yeah. anything remotely Islamic, Pakistanis are not going to um, speak against it at all. And like, we. Taliban are very Islamic, and so uh, all the population of Pakistan and the state and everybody very much sees them as a proper Islamic world. Yeah, although um, you did
0: mention um resistance amongst um urban youth, so I, I suppose that stands for something, but
1: yes. Um... yes, it does. But then again, like at some point, the even the urban youth becomes surprisingly conservative I don't I don't actually know like what the numbers would be um, like how, what percent of people actually um, sympathize with the Taliban justify their actions and what person don't especially among the youth but the youth are less likely to support the Taliban um, but at the same time it's not like something impossible
2: so, um what makes it different from other groups you know like uh, we know whoever in any major city in the world that there's an attack. Um, most um, online um, people from, uh, Twitter people from Muslim communities, uh, especially the Pakistani uh, Twitter community, are the one of the first people to condemn those attacks, right? And immediately like dissociated from their religion. Like they say, okay, this is not part of Islam and things like that. So what makes uh, those other groups different from this? Like why is there, uh, even, even uh, Imran Khan himself has at many times condemned uh, the attacks that happen around the world, right? So, what is it about this group that makes it different from the other groups that he chooses to look, support this one but not the rest?
1: Yes, look, like you talk about violence, right? People still manage to condemn the violence. They do, but it's like they try to, they try to um, ignore it. They try to pretend it's not happening, and. They, in a sense, because it's Afghan Taliban, like they're not active in Pakistan. Yes, the splinter groups are, but the organization itself is not carrying um, out like bomb blasts in Pakistan itself, right? And so the people manage to kind of uh, through denial, through justification, of, like uh, using religion itself, they're they're able to sort of put this organization in a different box from the rest of them the rest that affect them directly and also the like the woke leftist people that you see on twitter are a very like a small minority of what they are a very small minority among the pakistanis you know it's like Among the yeah so they don't really they're not representative of what most people would think like I know people personally who um there was this guy in my school who said that his friends are gonna uh, move to like, move to Afghanistan now that the Taliban are in power yeah oh. so like, yeah he, he <laughs> said that right I don't believe him but okay maybe <laughs> people are moving to <laughs> Afghanistan. It's free real to hard But yeah, this um, is like- That's next level.
0: Yeah. yeah. Also, if I could weigh yeah. in on this, I mean, it's, it's significant to like differentiate Taliban between like Taliban and other um, jihadist groups, because I mean, number one, they have prior government experience, right? They've been in power from 1996 to 2001 and they were ousted and now they're back, right? So it's easier in relation to something like say ISIS to see them as a legitimate government some people and yeah. number two yeah. it's almost like the taliban has already mastered the standard diplomacy that's needed for to get support and also promise to look the other way like the taliban apparently has already agreed with china that they're not going to say anything about the uh Uyghur situation in Xinjiang, and uh, in return for uh, yes. yeah yeah i mean we're forgetting that This Taliban cannot be compared to ISIS or any other group, for that matter. Their parent organization was the Mujahideen. You know, they've, I mean, step-parent can be, uh, it's not too far-fetched to say that the Taliban's step-parent is the uh, CIA, right? They've been, (laughs) they've, um, they're well-versed, yeah, Yeah, they're well-versed with um, diplomatic talk and uh, where to promise to look the other way in return for money and power and legitimacy. Um. And they they're wanted... much
1: more moderate now than they were.
0: At least, yeah, they've promised to do that, right? Although, who knows? It's the Taliban. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> it is. even Hitler promised not to take the rest of Czechoslovakia and look what happened. But just, I mean, it's ridiculous, right? And at the end of the day, there's n- not much we can do, right? I know it's hard for people to accept that. And it's it was it's hard for me to accept that. Who am I kidding? But that's it. It's done. Evil has won the day. Like all we, <laughs> We've all received we the bad ending. All we can do is
1: talk about it. All we can do is talk about it with like a capital T. Let's yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, here
2: or we, we are can on watch videos talking about it. it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, or we
2: could watch like videos of um, communist of Afghanistan. By the way, though, it's just a random fact. Um, obviously, Taliban hates women, right? Uh, Afghan women are going to be affected by them a lot. And recently, Afghanistan, Af- Afghan people were celebrating their independence or a fight they won against the British, where they went around uh, hoisting the Afghan flag, you know, their flag, not this group's yeah. flag. Yeah, yeah. And there's a there's a very cool fact about the flag. It's that when Afghan forces were facing the British, um, the fighters were losing morale and the flag bearers had died. Okay. But there was this uh, one Afghan girl or woman. She was nineteen years old. Her name was Malalai, uh, of May 1. They call her Malalai of May 1, and uh, she took up a large Afghan flag and started uh, chanting slogans in uh, in Pashto. And that's what drove uh, the Afghan uh, soldiers or uh, warriors to fight against the British and win that battle. So, uh, yeah. Afghan women are a pretty important part of Afghanistan's history and now it's sad to see what state they're in. Yeah
0: yeah I mean forget his history of Afghanistan I mean just sidelining women in general it's, is, um, it's pretty barbaric to say the least. It's, uh, it's, it feels like a section of medieval history has been cut out and placed in the 21st century um, for all of us. Yeah. The... yeah, yeah. Well, on this even more depressing note, I suppose it is time to end this episode. Thank you so much for listening. My thanks to Ziaul Thug and Nehru Bhakt for being here. And um, if you like this episode and you are a new listener, I'd recommend going through our previous episodes, especially number four, which also features Ziaul Thug, and our first episode, which all features Nehru Bhakt. And if you're listening in the future, hopefully when the Taliban have been defeated and there's a new secular democratic government in Afghanistan, um, well, number one, congratulations. And number two, maybe look at our other episodes as well. Um, With that, thank you for listening. Once again, thank you for both of you for being here. This has been Small Talk with Big Chungus, and I'll see you next time.